This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's worst 250 movies so you don't have to. I'm Michelle St. Clair. I'm Smabigail Ward. <laughs> and this week we watched Are We Done Yet? Newlyweds Nick and Suzanne Persons decide to move to the suburbs to provide a better life for their two kids, Lindsay and Kevin. But their idea of a dream home is to serve by a contractor with a bizarre approach to business. Let's watch. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid and petrol went over a dollar and yeah. people were like, whoa, what the yeah. hell? What, what the what heck? What a way What the heck? I remember heck because uh, I read a mad magazine that was making a lot of jokes about it. Oh, <laughs> the nice. ribaldry was off the charts. I had a box of mad magazines under my bed as a kid that me and my brother used to like collect them each wow. and like put them in our little boxes and would go back and read them annually. That's cool. They weren't that funny. No, they're not. I had one, maybe two issues that I think my dad got me what at one point. Issues and I would it? read, um, I think, not very angry. Mm, not it's that much mad. more, Much more funny. Mm. I guess it, but if it's mad crazy, is it that crazy? Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. That's, so that's issue number one. Issue number two, it's very horny. Mm. And as a as a teen who <laughs> had a lot of very horny. very horny and as a teen who was raised a feminist and also <laughs> had very complicated relationships with my with my burgeoning sexuality <laughs> as an uh, uh, not realizing I was trans I really didn't know how to process the disgusting way that like men's media sexualizes women Oh yeah and still does to this very day Yeah but 13-year-old me was like, all this does is make me feel shame. And it it's so funny. What I feel like I'm bad for looking at this. Oh, yeah. Fucking being a kid is wild. I feel yeah. like, you're sec- like figuring out your sexuality as a kid is wild. Oh, I remember absolutely. I tried to like look up porn the first time as a kid. Not even porn, just like anything sex related. Did you just Google porn? That's what I, I did. I literally tried to Google vagina, but I didn't know how nice. to spell it. And I typed out Virginia and it kept taking me to the US state. And I kept getting really angry being like, why isn't it showing me a vagina? You could, <laughs> I kept Googling not just porn, but porno. That's how you knew it was real old. <laughs> I thought I could be sneaky because I was afraid of like the history on yeah. the browser because I wasn't really good at deleting it. So I'd find really strange ways to find porn by typing in things like like Virginia to get to vagina. I don't know why I thought that would help. I would also like look up. Sure, because <laughs> your parents would see the history and be like, huh, Abigail's looking at Virginia a lot. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Sense. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. I also had this thing of looking up funny girl the movie uh-huh because if i went far enough down the search list it would come up with some porn site and then i would still click on the porn site so yeah. it didn't cover my tracks i don't understand this it, logic oh, look, you I, still have to at some point <laughs> i was like talking about? a confused horny like 10 year old humping chairs i, I don't know what was going on i would put blowjob into google images <laughs> and then there would be like proto memes about it and yeah. i'd still be like oh my god what's this Whoa. talking about blowjobs yeah, like, so i used to read the wiki pages on like <laughs> <laughs> i used to read like the wikipedia page on pornography and be like, this is so fucking hot yeah <laughs> this is so good right now definitely definitely uh got a lot of use out of more than one <laughs> 
very well written and like nice like guides through puberty that my mum got me because she was a good mum who really wanted sex and puberty to not be shameful in our house. And we would just use them to really just try and see any mention of a penis and vagina and be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was weird because I remember one time I was looking at it and a friend was over and then he was going like, oh, she's she's so hot in that one. And I was like, I, I, don't, know, I don't know if you're supposed to say that. And my mom had heard it was like, it's OK. She is. She is like trying again. Re- she tried Aww, so hard. She so didn't. Sweet. She didn't know that I was going to grow up to be like have a lot of issues with sex anyway. That <laughs> are really not her but fault at really all. Really unexpected reasons. Yeah. Really not her fault. She could have seen it coming. Mom, you, you gave it your all. <laughs> Kate, love you. <ya. laughs> Fuck antidepressants fucks your sex drive up. Yeah, they really do. Oh, it's so lame. Really do. I think I had a good sex drive as a woman. And now I'm like, what now the as a man. heck is this? <laughs> what the heck? Touch anything down there, I'm like, what is that? What are they talking about? What is this shriveled up little pee? You know what the bummer is for me? Mm. As someone who no longer has testicles, mm. uh, you know, hey, uh, uh, rating descending exclusive, mm. um, I used to have, you know, a, a hell of a sex drive, mm. relatively speaking, mm. I, in comparison, I guess. But, you know, that tends to be less present without testosterone <laughs> or even progesterone. Progesterone as a prescribed hormone is meant to help, but it also, in some trans women, can make you feel really depressed. Oh. And so I multiple times have tried to go on it more recently last year, and I felt like I was going to, like, suffocate from crying every day. Oh, my God. When, when Brooke was in the hospital because she had a she had a, a, a thankfully fine problem, you know, nothing life-threatening but still painful, she needed me to come pick her up, and she in the hospital was like, baby, I'm so sorry that I have to ask you. I know you're really struggling and like, you can just wait in the car. And I like, was like on my knees, like (laughs) just, it just, everything felt way too much. Oh my God. And then I was like, oh no, I think I know what it is. That's making me feel this way. And I stopped progesterone and and then then I felt better. And I was like, God fucking damn it. Fuck. God. I just want, I just, I just wanted to get laid. (laughs) (laughs) What's a poonanny? (laughs) Just wanted a fucking nut. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to put my big fat wiener in that tiny little ass. I just wanted to get sloppy. I don't think it's fair that, like, in terms of antidepressants and sex drive, you can either feel stable and happy or want to have sex. It's one or the other. (laughs) One or the other. Is... Do you want to come easily? Ain't that the truth. Do you want to not cry every morning that you wake up? One or the other. One or the other. One or the other. Well, hey, hey, speaking of things that don't make me want to have sex, this week we watched Are We Done Yet? (laughs) Speaking of being on my knees crying. (laughs) Hey. Crying every morning. You know what? So we've had the famous hot streak earlier in the year the famous 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 hot streak maybe perhaps only famous because every week i was like we're on a hot streak yeah uh, and i'd be like are we immediately followed by spookums in april which yeah. we gave our darndest but coincided with maybe some of the most stressful two months of mm. work i've of my life it's yeah. been so overwhelming and every week the movie has been awful and so hard to schedule in that i'm like okay i just need to pretend to be okay for an hour <laughs> this movie this movie was fine this movie was so this movie fine. was fine i had a good time i had a good time too <laughs> look 90 minutes always a classic <laughs> actually most films have been 90 minutes recently and it's yeah, been fucking it's amazing bliss 90 bliss. minutes long some really fun actors ice cube's actually really charismatic yeah he's not funny he's not funny but, but he's, he's charismatic. charismatic that 
you know undeniable. what? That dude's got a good smile. He's got a great, a face. real movie star smile. Yeah, he you know, does. his like triangle grin, and he's got like soulful eyes. You know, mm. you know what? It was like an uplifting, family friendly comedy that <laughs> yeah. didn't make me viscerally sick to watch. Yeah, structure. Never heard of her. No, but some of those Premise, jokes barely there. <laughs> barely there. Some of those jokes pretty well constructed. Right. And the third act, lots of payoff. Lots of pay. He's in a dark place in the third act for a really long time. Yeah, like, he loses everything for ages. Chekhov's <laughs> guns firing. Oh my god, everywhere. What? Is someone getting executed? Because it sounds like Chekhov's in the firing squad. Oh my god, Grim. who took his gun? <laughs> oh yeah, of course it's his gun. <laughs> They're executing him with his own gun. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's so sad. Uh, I, uh, is that a parade? Is that wait? What is that? Who who does Twenty One Guns? Green Day? Is that is that? Check. How do you? How, okay, come on. We can do this. We can push it. Was that Green Day? I don't know, man. Is that? Che- no, I mean, you're on your own. I, oh, come on, come on. No, you didn't on. invite me into this giggle work party. With me here. I don't know what this joke is about. You're behind a glass I'm door. To, I'm trying to make that. I can't even guns. knock on the There's door. There's that song Twenty One Guns. I'm trying to like. Oh, like I'm hearing this the the song slash sound of Twenty One Guns, but then connected to Chekhov's guns. That's the joke I'm trying to set up. All right, you're a fucking writer. Work with me here. Hey, hey, hey. There's no crying in podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I showed called League of the Room for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Yeah? It's such a sweet, fun movie. It's a great movie. And it movie. ends with this great Madonna song where she's like, This used to be a playground. This used to be a childhood dream. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Gina Davis does things to me in the movie. Laurie Petty, underrated. 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 Gina Davis is like a six foot tall goddess. <sighs> yeah. She has just... this beautiful red hair in the film. Yeah. Fuck, actors are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> just, I know they're fair. I know they're professionally beautiful. I know, they're there to be beautiful. But, man, a lot of them man. are really pretty. Yeah, I'd smash. <laughs> <laughs> I'd Google her. The audacity of people saying I'd smash to beautiful actresses. As if they would ever even see you. They're not going to look at your fucking... That, that's because to those people sex is power right they're like if i fuck them it's because i'm winning that's like famous quote right by sir francis bacon sex is power yeah 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 that was was that before or after footloose (laughs) 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 such a stupid joke (laughs) i really thought you could see it a mile away but you just didn't (laughs) no i didn't uh, yeah, no, Ice Cube's pretty good in this. Yeah. And John C. McGinley, doing he's good. He's great. He's Actually, a, he really a, brought the film up in a way. He's easily, he's stealing every scene while simultaneously being perhaps a bit much. I like it. I, th- I, I, like, I like I think it, it works for this As kind of thing. As we stated in this podcast, would rather people be giving their all than giving nothing. Yeah. You know? And I like that he went in a bit too deep. Yeah. Every scene with him was fun. And I actually like... He's a good comedic actor. He yeah. really is. The, the the only issue I have, and I, I maybe we'll loop back to it post the overview, is that John C. McGinley's characterization and presence means that the movie is not about what it sets up. Ice Cube has problems with his wife and is trying to start a magazine and is instead about the burgeoning friendship between him and John C. McGinley, the mm. white guy from the country. Mm-hmm. For, who is the only man in this town? It is. It feels like it's more about him and McGinley than anything else. Oh, I, yes. Every other plot takes a backseat to just Ice Cube and McGinley. I will say, I, I do. I feel like we've watched a lot of films 
about black families where the young girl is always... I mean, actually, this is true for, for white families as well, I suppose. Sure. But I feel like a lot of black family films are on this list because people just don't seem to like them very much. It's crazy. That's, it's almost yeah. like there's some, I don't know, systematic oppression going on. I don't know why the trope is always that his daughter is, like, obsessed with shoes and lip gloss. Like, at college road trip, she's obsessed with shoes and lip gloss. You're right. Maybe I'm not being aware enough, which I think would be a fair critique, but I feel like that might be more because it's from a lot of the the a lot of the ones that we're thinking of are from the two thousands mm. than it is because they're black family comedies. Because I feel like a lot of family comedies from the two thousands did that. It's true, it's true. And I think that like maybe we're just getting more black family comedies in this list than white family comedies for the reason that I stated prior. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's not even like I don't even think it's necessarily a racial issue. It's just a gendered issue. Like, stop making all that are young teenage girls just wardrobe obsessed. All they care about is the mall and filling yeah. up their wardrobe. So weird. Let, weird. let me get into the overview because I want to talk about, like, some yeah. of the particular bits in the movie. But we'll get into it. Okay. So this movie came out in uh, 2007. The director was Steve Carr, who was mostly known for Def Jam music videos, Dr. Doolittle 2, Daddy Daycare, and Hall Blart Mall Cop oh 1. Oh, God. Royalty. Yeah. Well, As, sorry, I thought I was going to throw up. Um, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah. <laughs> it felt like it was going to be a deep burp. Reminds me of that bit in Dodgeball where he, like, wants to kiss Christine and then she vomits in her ma- Matilda. No, Christine. No, neither. I, I have never watched that movie front to back. I yeah. only know it from seeing other boys in high school watching scenes of it on their computers. Well, we all rewatched it, and by we all, I mean me and a group of Claude's friends rewatched it a couple months ago. It doesn't really hold up. No. It doesn't. But no. there's a bit where she's like, he's like, can I kiss you? And then she just vomits in her mouth a little bit. That always makes me laugh peak a bit. Abby humor yeah. is a little bit of vomit. I love a sudden vomit. <laughs> yeah. There's something like that. For Be- me, that's peak comedy because- is someone just vomiting on the side really quickly because of you i love it and i do it to brooke all the time she hates it she hates it <laughs> what do you mean like what, what do you well, do because one of my favorite jokes is if she like opens her mouth widely for a moment like to yawn or something is to either quickly try and stick my finger in there or lean over and go but into into her mouth <laughs> this podcast has been just becoming a list of the stupid bits i do <laughs> brooke has like enabled your gags to a new level <laughs> <laughs> like I, it's because she has no power over with. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm right. Jennifer Connolly at the end of Labyrinth. You have no power over me, and she's <laughs> David Bowie, by which I mean she has a prodigious cup. Um, nice. Anyway, yeah. So the, as we said, it was starring Ice Cube, John C. McGinley, and Nia Long, who interestingly not appeared on this list before, but was in Big Mama's House one and two. She's the romantic interest in one and two, right? Yeah. I do remember her. Yeah. Yeah. She's also in I with Ice Cube previously in Boys into Hood. Oh really? Yeah. That was what, ninety four? Yeah. So I, I don't know how they got from there to here, but hey, you know what? They've come a long way. They're making more money. Yeah. Returning actors, Ice Cube from Triple X State of the hey. Union. <laughs> and John- his hot hams. <laughs> and his hot hams. I'll never get over that scene. <laughs> That was truly so funny. (laughs) Why didn't he just fill it with hot water? They're also fully frozen and he heats them up so quickly. Like 30 hot hams within the space of what seemed to be three minutes. Like that shit takes ages to defrost, let alone heat up. And also, I don't know. Just run the hot water in the bath. Somehow it's also the only heat signature in the house. (laughs) 
not his own. Yeah. It, it doesn't, it masks, it's so, anyway. So, John C. McGinley, who was also in Highlander 2, he was the what? executive. He was the business oh, yeah. guy. And Steve Carr directed the The Proposition segment of Movie 43. Which one was The Proposition? It's the, hey, I, I want to, I want you to poop, I want you to poop on me. It's that one with uh, Chris Pratt uh, and Anna Faris. Okay. That bit was, yeah, that was kind of a funny one. Yeah, I mean, you know, I know why he's on the list again. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, also, I didn't know where to put this, so I put it here. It's just miscellaneous information that this is obviously a sequel to Are We There Yet? Which also had Ice Cube and Nia Long and the other cast members. Right. Alicia Allen yeah. was the girl who was also in School of Rock. Alicia. Oh, yeah, she's one of the yeah, singers with the she braces. Was. That's why she was so familiar. Yeah, it was driving me crazy mm. in the first five minutes, and then I was like, "School of Rock," and yeah. then Brooke was like, "What?" Anyway, this is a sequel to that movie, but it's simultaneously also a remake of the 1948 Cary Grant film Mr. Blanding's Builds His Dream House, which was also, in fact, remade in 1986 as The Money Pit, starring Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. Wait, wait. <laughs> So this is a film that's a sequel to a film, but aside from that, it's a remake of a different film. Yes. And that film came out in 1948 mm-hmm. and was remade in 1986. Yes. And the initial one had who in it? Cary Grant. Fuck off. <laughs> Fuck off. And the sequel, Tom Hanks and Shelley Long. What was it called? Mr. Blanding? Mr. Blanding's Builds His Dream House. Wait, and so the... 1986 one was a sequel, not a remake. No, it was a remake. Okay. So there's been three remakes, <laughs> one of which is also a sequel to Are We There Yet? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't think Ice Cube and Cary Grant would ever stray into the same franchise. Uh, um, <laughs> it's what, it's I, not a Venn diagram. It's, it's just two separate circles. It either was a remake of the film that then when Ice Cube got attached, they decided to to attach it to Are We There Yet to make it franchise appeal, or it was a sequel to Are We There Yet that had enough similarity to Mr. Blanding's Builds His Dream House that it was easier for it to be a remake, contractually and legally speaking, yeah. than to deal with it being Fair. pretty much the same plot. Okay, that makes sense, but that's such a ridiculous reason for it. So stupid. So is the initial Mr. Blanding's just about a guy that gets a house, that gets ruined, that he has to do up? or? Well, it's slightly different uh, in that the house does get knocked down at one point. But it... then it gets up again because nothing's ever going to keep it down. Yeah. yeah. Much like alcoholism, it was also tub thumping. Yeah. Yeah, here's the overview proper. Following the events of the first film, Nick Persons has now married Suzanne and moved her two children, Kevin and Lindsay, into his apartment. He plans to start a new chapter in his life by launching a sports magazine featuring an interview with basketballer Magic Johnson as the main attraction for the first issue. However... Suzanne tells Nick she's pregnant, and Nick, deciding that this pushes the limits of space in his apartment, decides to move all of them out to the suburbs slash country. I thought it was out into a rural area, but then it on Wikipedia said the suburbs. To find a larger house. They meet local real estate agent Chuck Mitchell, who helps persuade Nick to buy a beautiful large home that is also a fixer-upper, and Nick agrees. However, they quickly find out that the house needs much more work than expected, and Chuck now acting as local contractor, continually finds issue after issue, dramatically expanding the cost of the repairs. Nick deals with all of this poorly and ends up pushing away his kids, Suzanne, and eventually even Chuck. However, he takes some time to think and apologizes to Chuck and Suzanne in that order, (laughs) in the order of his love. (laughs) 
uh, who rally the workers to help finish his house while Suzanne delivers her, turns out, twin babies. Six months later, Nick has instead launched a renovations magazine with his family and the rest of the town. That's that, it. That's it. That's the ending. It's such a loose premise. You Him could trying to say that nothing really happens. No, nothing really happens. It's not really a forward plot. He is not making a, a movie happen. He is like on a roller coaster ride unwillingly. As John C. McGinley has a movie. Yeah, yeah, 100%. He is not an active participant in this story. Yeah. It's like, oh, my wife is pregnant, so I guess we should move house. That's not a premise for a story. Something's got to happen in the house. Oh, my house has to be renovated. That's not a premise for a story. Do you feel like there's a lot of, I like, I you know, I, I've watched non-English language movies, but I feel like I'm yet to see as many... Like, I feel like America has a lot of family moves to the country to live in big home yeah. stories. Tree change. Tree change? Yeah. Is that what it's called? I mean, that's kind of the... The term? The term that we have in Australia. You okay. know, when people go to the sea, it's sea change. Oh, but okay. When people move inland to, like, a country retreat, they call it a tree change. But we don't have many tree change movies. Like, maybe that'll be the backstory. We moved here from the city, and now a story happens. Yeah, because it's not interesting. Like, there's a reason that <laughs> Sea Change, Sea Change, the TV show, was a TV show. In yeah. that it's interesting to build up a rural community and find out slowly about each character and how they all associate with one another. That's a TV uh, show. But it's not a movie. ripe for TV. <laughs> Fucking ripe. Honestly, a, a show about a guy moving into a small town and meeting all the locals, like Mickey character. Who are all Chuck Mitchell. Yeah. That would be fun, but it'd have to be a show and there would have to be like a big finale and there would have to be a loose TV show structure. Yeah. It can't be a movie. It can't be a movie. Um, I think you'll find it can and the jokes were okay. What I do like about this film is that finally, I feel like this is the first time that we've ever had a movie with so apt in title because it's all I could think about as well. <laughs> but no, we've got like... 300 left. Yeah. No. No, no, no. This is no, episode 99. <laughs> ah, we have 151 left. We have 151 left. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, uh, we'll dive into it more next week, but it's crazy. Uh, Both it feels like, oh, man, it's already been so much. And then it's like, nope, still still 151 uh, left to go. <laughs> I think of oh, how many movies we've just watched. There's still more of that. Oh, by the way, I just, I'm 27. Yeah. I just yeah. turned 27. Yeah. We started this podcast when I was 25. Yeah. That's what happens after two years. Yeah, it's been two years of time. Well, we're coming up to the two year. Fuck, dude. Where, you know, we might maybe have another bonus episode. Oh, my God. Uh, hold out and see. Lucky. If you play your cards right. <laughs> if, if, you're, if you're good, maybe maybe mommies will give you a treat. Uh, mm. I went in thinking it would be, it just was gross. Um, I'm sorry, guys. Hey, <laughs> there's some funny jokes. I, I like... Some of the jokes about Magic Johnson throughout it, who, by the way, I feel like must have been culturally significant to Gen X American black people. Definitely. Because I feel like growing up, I saw a lot of media, like even games and like things like uh, like TV shows like Proud Family, like stuff aimed at not me as a demographic. That would reference. Which was offensive. Where's <laughs> Michelle's representation? Yeah, never represented as a white person on Australian TV. Mm. Um, well, to be fair, it's not like I grew up seeing a lot of trans media, so you know. Oh no, sorry. <laughs> There's okay, tons of trans media. It's just it's always make person throw up, and everyone goes, "That's my favorite movie." Or make person villain. Yeah. Or 
with Ace Ventura both. Yeah. When someone still <laughs> they tells really me, it. when someone still tells me that's their favorite movie, that's a red fucking flag. Oh, a hundred percent. So upsetting. Even Joe Rogan condemned that. Yeah. That was so transphobic. Even Joe Rogan said it was even go- gone too Joe far. Even Joe Rogan. Even Joe Rogan. So you know it's fucked. We are officially an anti-rogue podcast. <laughs> we are. And yeah, I feel like a lot of them would reference Magic Johnson. And as someone who didn't know American basketball, I had no idea who that was. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I feel like I only know who it is because of the multiple references in the late 90s, early 2000s. I feel like Michael Jordan was more accessible to know of his career. Yes, because of holes. Was he in holes? I mean, he was in Space Jam. Yeah, but didn't he? they have the Michael Jordan shoes? Oh, yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan really knew how to franchise his brand. Mm. No, Michael Jordan only appeared in holes. That's what I think. He's <laughs> in Space Jam. Come <laughs> no. on, come on and slam. No, I don't, I don't think he was, but Welcome to he, the Jam. He had a pair of shoes. Bug in, Bunny owns in holes. They're going to make the Looney Tunes into slaves, you know. Space Jam is shit. Slavery Jam, is what Looney Jam, Tunes needs. Space Jam doesn't hold up. Uh, hey, you know what this Looney Tunes play basketball movie needs? Michael Jordan's home life for like 30 minutes. Mm. God, that movie's slow. It sucks. Anyway, he has this cutout of Magic Johnson. Yeah. And he like keeps talking about it and bringing it places. And then he takes it to the bar to talk to his friend, which I thought was kind of amusing. But then in particular, I was watching it. I was watching it with, with a friend. Yeah. And then they pointed out like in the, in the wide shot, wait, is Michael Jordan, is the, is the Magic Johnson cut out wearing sneakers? And then we paused it and we're like, yeah. And we're like, if the joke is no shoes, no service. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. I wish it told me that joke instead of it being an obscure detail in a wide. But mm, that's funny. That's funny. That's a genuinely good joke. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we do a comedy, wow. it's me finding the one good joke and going, that's funny. And me going, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. We know writing. That's funny. All right, Queen, guys? The queens of comedy. That's who we are. One of the things I wanted to talk about before I asked, like, hey, what were you thinking about? So there's the... The scene where Lindsay, the Alicia Allen character, the daughter, runs off to the party because there's the what the Pulu brothers, who are like Hawaiian mm. contractors, who have like the youngest brother, who seems to be, I hope, fifteen. He could be twenty-two, <laughs> which is gross because she's thirteen. Yeah. So I hope he's fourteen or fifteen. Fucking better be. I mean, I wish he was 13, but they go. And the first thing we see of this party is that she is like singing in like into a wireless mic. You know, they're all dancing and watching her sing. It must have been mandated in her contract that she sings because 100%. why does this small, I found out this is set in Oregon. Why does this small Oregon town at like Hawaiian party have a wireless microphone it, and studio set up? It was 100% a clause in a lot of young actresses' contracts <laughs> they, that they're allowed to sing as well. And it's just to open the door to a certain pop like they they yeah it's meant to open a door into a pop career yeah the way that the girl that plays carmen and spy kids yeah in the second one she had that clause where she had to sing at the end of it to show off that she could be like the next fucking but Hannah like Montana. at least it's like she's an international super spy <laughs> yeah. you know this, this is, is just some chick this is some party has <laughs> i would i would fucking accept just like a cheap sure microphone that's like plugged into mm. a fucking speaker but this is like a wireless mic a good quality mic yeah with like full-on stereo sound and yeah. like he's dancing to do they did, no one else sang do they all sang. sing no one else was singing after why do her. they why do they have this the also, solo show she was mixed so very quietly oh was she 
Oh, was she not for you? I could I can't remember the mix on it. Oh man, I feel like I could barely hear her at all for for the whole sh- song and <laughs> for the whole song and dance about her singing. <laughs> I could barely hear her That's over the sound ridiculous. of the music. <laughs> so weird. That's ridiculous. The bit that stood out to me was that final scene where he pushes Suzanne out of the house by saying like. I, I didn't even want to be, I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and those ungrateful kids. And that's like her breaking limit where she's like, oh my God. And she like goes upstairs and like packs her suitcases and she's like, I think we need some time apart. <laughs> that whole sequence of her moving out for me was such a huge emotional leap from such a small, They said she seemed fine. Like their relationship didn't seem like it was compromised. And then he said that one thing that drove her out of the house. But listen, for one, the impression I got is that she... She, I had even commented earlier mm. to Brooke, like, she was so, nothing but patient the whole movie. She was. She so kept being like, you've patient. got so much pressure. Yeah, yeah. You're under so much pressure. I feel like she's really trying, and mm. that's part of the reveal of, like, she is aware that Ice Cube is being mean. Yeah. And also, I know it's been, like, two years or however long it's been, but... They're not his kids. I mean, they're his kids because he's the stepfather. But if 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 they were my kids, and then it was like this guy started calling my kids ungrateful yeah, and being mean after like weeks of being mean and uprooting our life, I'd be like, "Fuck you, man! What's your whole yeah. fucking deal?" Okay, no, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. You're right. I did like all the building montages at the end of him yeah. like working really hard to seal up the house. It really, and when he like cuts them some wood, and then they like they like they burn the wood, and then yeah. he's just kind of like they're burning my wood. It, I was like, this is sweet. I thought it was sweet, and it followed a, re- a, a genuinely really nice emotional scene with John C. McGinley of, like, the reveal that his wife, who, who was on tour as a country singer, is genuinely... For one, we find out every ridiculous claim he's made throughout the movie turns out to be true, mm. except his wife has been dead for a few years. Uh, it's a and, classic Plains Trains, man. Yeah, it, it is a classic. John C. McGinley really sells it. Yeah. It's really quite a touching he's, scene. He's genuinely quite a good actor. He is. The scenes of, like, what's his cat? Cox. Cox. Yeah. The, the emotional scenes with Cox in Scrubs always fucked me up the most because he's so stoic and so brash. And then in the bit scenes where he's actually having an emotional reaction, you're like, oh, Cox. He knows how to do exactly what makes you a good screen actor, which is like mostly blank face. But his eyes, eyes are sad. Eyes start welling up, you mm-hmm. know, and like he purses his lips a little bit. Yeah. It's just kind of. Oh. Hey, any actors listening? Stop on screen acting with your face yeah. because I, as an editor, I'm going to throw it out. Yeah. It sucks. Don't 100%. do it. Trust your gut. Just feel it. Do it with your eyes. I do you remember that whole like storyline in Scrubs where like you find out like his brother that's come to visit actually died from yeah. like, the operation oh, yeah, and he's everyone. been imagining him and then it's some of the best he's episodes come to his of TV. funeral. Shit still fucks me up, man. Yeah. God. So honestly Look, great. If we ever try and do another podcast after this whole, you know, fiasco, um <laughs> can we just make it like we watch good things like scrubs <laughs> we watch scrubs, scrubs. <laughs> we wanna i don't know because like many comedies in the 2000s i can't deal with that many jokes that involve yeah slurs against trans people even fucking sex in the city just throwing around the yeah. t-word yeah. everywhere I, it's it's rough every time i'm like maybe i will go back and watch and then i'm like oh no 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 yeah. I'm not going to do this. And How I Met Your Mother oh is literally God. one of the worst perpetrators. Yeah. Just fucking disgusting. Yeah. Lily in that show in particular really seems she to have a She says it a lot. Yeah. A lot. It's weird. Um, anyway. <laughs> hey, back to the funnies. <clears throat> yep, there we go. All right. <laughs> I feel better. You feel good? Yeah. You feel better? Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so they have that emotional scene. The bit that bothered me about the ending is that scene ends with like, hey, you're going to hammer all these things? And he's like, yeah, just old school. And he's like, hey, you're going to do all of that? And that time old school? Uh, I'll lend you my nail gun. And it's like, oh, wow, that's so sweet. Next shot, ice cube on the roof, hammer in hand. I'm like, what? Come on. We just had a whole emotional beat about the nail gun. Yeah. We don't... I don't even care if he's still using the hammer for a bit or if it's the wrong time to use the nail gun. Don't show me the next thing, the hammer. Yeah. It feels like he's just ignoring it. Yeah. Boo. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. (laughs) It is so nice to be out of the found footage realm, isn't it? It really is. To have like a nice kind of tight, not even tight really, but something upbeat and fun that has a narrative. Yeah. It's been great. It's so good. It's been an absolute treat. In- including what I have missed about found footage. Found footage doesn't have that many bunkers dialogue. Yeah. Whereas this had one of my favorite lines in recent memory. Very, very ice cube. He finally goes fishing with his son. Hey, audience, it's really set up. They finally go fishing. They're having a moment. They're actually bonding for the first time. And then goes into this close-up, he's talking to the son, and then he looks at him, he does that ice cube smile, and it goes, you're a cool son. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like the end of this whole thing. (laughs) Instead of like, I love you, it's like, yeah, you know, because you're a cool son. Saying I love you to your own son is so gay, man. You don't understand. It's just, it's not even like that weird, but it's just distant enough from a normal thing to say that it's so weird. <laughs> You're one groovy chick. <laughs> yeah, that's the energy he delivers the line that's with. That's the only way that I compliment my daughter. Oh, did I not mention I have a daughter? Oh, yeah. Well, that, that happened pretty recently. Little Trinity. Little Trinity? Mm-hmm. Is that's her, f- her name. Lil T. Lil T? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Lil Trinity Ward? Trinity Ward <laughs> Jr. The third. <laughs> um, I bef- adopted her. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, well, that makes much more sense. Yeah. You haven't sounded pregnant at all. No. I don't but see But I definitely you. looked pregnant. <laughs> you, you really looked But audibly, pregnant. not so much. Audibly, no, no. You sounded not pregnant. No, not at all. I know what a pregnant woman sounds like. Yeah. And it sounds like <laughs> this. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. This is, this is more of an inside yeah, joke really for us. Is. Um, before I go into trivia, I wanted to mention one last thing because it's the last thing we see. Because the whole magazine subplot, he is under the pump to get this magazine in and find an interview with Magic Johnson, a goal to which he puts zero effort through 90% of the runtime. Literally almost never see him doing it. Mm. Then he gets a phone call from the whoever's, like, helping him get the magazine who seems to say, you're not going to... We're not going to launch your magazine and you need to repay what the money we gave you, which surely means he's now bankrupt because he's notably been talking about how much he spent and only was able to afford it because of his advance. Yeah. Never addressed after that point. <laughs> it's because he had a happy ending. Never. Didn't you know that when you have a happy ending, all of your debts are erased? He doesn't even mention it though to any of the other characters. What if he's I don't have any money now? So much money off of his renovation magazine at the end. I not only don't have money, I have negative money immediately. Do you reckon the market for renovation magazines is, you know, 
thriving in America? Is well, the demand high? That is one other question, though. Is the ice? The, the what is his name? Nick Nick Persons knows a lot about sports. I know he renovated one house. Is that enough for a quarterly magazine? You know he's a good man now because when a man goes from sports to renovations, <laughs> that's a dad. That's move. a good man. Yeah. <laughs> You've got a good man right there. But it the, it starts on a close up of it. It is called "Are We Done Yet?" I hated the magazine. It was like the the R and the we not capitalized. Only the done is capitalized. It has Magic Johnson because it turns out Chuck knew Magic Johnson. So instead of trying to still launch a sports magazine with Magic Johnson, he uses him instead for his renovation magazine, which is both funny and very weird, especially because mm. he had the copy under him, uh, <laughs> Magic Magic Carpenter Ride. <laughs> <laughs> Which both sucks and is great. <laughs> Simulta- it's the exact sort of bad joke a magazine would do. Yeah. Uh, but what does he know about building to sustain this quarterly magazine? He knows that sometimes when you just love your wife so much and that you're at your wit's end and you're about to lose everything, you've just got to get out of bed and start fucking stapling boards to a roof, all right? That's what renovating is about. It's about family and it's about love. He had enough for one novella and instead decided to promise it would be a quarterly magazine. That tends to be the case with a lot of publications, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Overpromising, underdelivering. Are we done yet? You know, it sold 70,000 issues in its first we- in its first uh, quarter, then 10,000, then 3,000. It's limit the possibilities are endless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, do you want to hear some trivia? Yes, please. Please give me the trivia. Uh, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, you want a, you want a little trivia? I trivia? want to be the trivia, please. Yeah, little, little. Feed me the trivia. <sighs> yum, oh. yum, 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 yum. Abigail, the trivia gremlin is here. Uh, Abigail, come, come along, Abigail. What the fuck is that? You don't like this wet little guy? Nah. Come on, he's cute. I'm angry. I think we bring him back for every week. I actually agree. He's adorable. <laughs> Wait, no, hang on. <laughs> 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 the little trivia gremlin. There we go. We did it. We nailed it. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> anyway, in the movie, a quote from Nick. I don't know karate, but I know karate when he's confronting Chuck, who himself knows capoeira, uh, are actually lyrics from James Brown's 1974 single, The Payback, from the album of the same name. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um Similarly, when Nick tells Chuck, who is played by John C. McGinley, that he feels that he feels good sitting on a private toilet, Chuck says, feeling good is good enough. That line is said by Willem Dafoe in the 1986 film Platoon, which also stars McGinley. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, Ice Cube was approached to do another sequel, but declined, saying that he wanted to go in a different direction. He then later proposed that the movie idea be turned into a TV show, which it did. Are We There Yet in 2010 starring Terry Crews and Essence Adkins. No way. I looked at a couple clips. It looks very bad. Oh, for sure. Really bad. Even Terry Crews couldn't save it. That's pretty dire. Uh, Terry Crews, we all love Terry Crews. No discernment, that man. No. Zero discernment. That that man will do any job there is. Yeah, but I kind of respect him for it. I really respect him. Yeah. He... Look, I haven't had anything negative. He's also talked very publicly about hard times and stuff. He has. You know, His porn addiction. He's yeah. been very public about that. Him talking like during Me Too as well, and that was a great thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's done so much. Yeah. Um, he's also done a lot of bad movies, though. <laughs> yeah. Surprisingly, though, I don't think he's been on this list so far. Not 
He hasn't. Yeah. You know, there's been a couple of times where I've read out trivia out to you that I don't even necessarily care for, but what I particularly like is how the person who's entered it has has written Phrased it. it. Yeah. So I wanted to pitch a new sub segment. I wasn't sure the name. Ooh. I, I had written it as weirdly written goofs. Michelle. But also, I thought, why, 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 why you got a goof like that? I don't know. I'm trying to like pitch the segment. <laughs> Why you got a goof like why why you got a goof like that? Wait, so is it a piece of trivia or is it a goof? It's in the goofs section. Got you. And really what's funny isn't the goof itself, but the way that it the person has written it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like those particular goofs where no one should be taking note of this. Yeah. But someone did. Someone yeah. had the time to enter it into IMDb. Exactly. And that's why we're here. So so Abby, theme song, take it away. Goofing around. It ain't so easy. Goofing around ain't too sleazy. Flashback to Abby when we're trying to come up with the premise of this podcast. How do you think the music should be? And then Abby, maybe like a sort of punk rock kind of sound. I want it to sound different to a lot of podcasts. You know, so like you could do like a punky guitar thing. Yeah, I think that'll be the oral identity of the of the podcast. I can do that. And then later, I made some. I made some segment tracks to to really you know feel the vibe of it. And then all right, you, let me try in it. the podcast. Always R and B, always R and B. You don't all even right. like R and B. Goofing around. Okay, yeah, I like that. Goofing around. <laughs> well, goofing around. No, what right. I'll what I'll do? I'll I'll write one for both, and then audience vote now. Yeah, just text five 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 triple zero. It'll be. Five ninety nine a text. <laughs> so the first of these, uh, when the person's new neighbor talks to Nick about Chuck's wife, he had gla- he had glasses on. When they focus on Nick and back and oh Jesus, when they focus on Nick and back at him, his glasses are gone. They don't show him taking them off, and so quickly, not possible. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. An ultrasound at her stage of pregnancy would not be so clear. It would just be. It would just look like little peanuts, not babies. <laughs> These are great. Why aren't we doing more of these? <laughs> well, now we can do it every I think week. we need to go back and re-record every episode so we can include the goof section. Um, the unlicensed electrician tells Nick to not use the toaster and microwave at the same time, which the movie uses to justify his inexperience. Actually, this is common sense, and a licensed electrician and any licensed contractor would agree, which ruins the joke. What angry Sparky wrote that? <laughs> Look, I've written, I've literally read audience <laughs> test feedback on features I've worked on. People are fucking weird. People are crazy, man. Are fucking weird. Except you and me. We're yeah, pretty we're, good. We're the only normal cats in town. And here we are. The girls are back, back in town. town. The girls are back in town. Hey, do you want to hear some reviews? Yes. Uh, this movie has 8% on Rotten Tomatoes, way lower than I think it warrants. That's really low. And we're still in the 4.2s on IMDb. <sighs> um, the one critic review I got was actually a kind of positive one from Nathan Rabin of the AV Club. Oh, Nathan Rabin. Well, I don't know. Uh, he gave it a B. He said praise, he praises McGinley and calls Ice Cube's performance strangely charming. It is. Rabin concludes, it isn't gangster, but it's winning all the same. So I included that because I was like, what the fuck? What, what the fuck? <laughs> what? <laughs> What the hell? Boys in the Hood was 1994, dude. <laughs> yeah. Catch up with the times. I don't know if that's great. Yeah, it's <laughs> not the best. Um, here's an IMDb review. Not, re- not Nathan's finest. 
No, not Nathan's Finest. I don't know if we're going to go, hey, Nathan Raymond. Yeah. <laughs> Here's an IMDb review. Great movie with plot, no violence and no swearing or sex by Balderdash 3, which is, that's a real granny name. Yeah, Balderdash 3 sounds like a great time. You liked, you liked Balderdash. <laughs> you loved the sequel. Now, now get, get ready. ready for the trequel. <laughs> um <laughs> No, this- did you know Border Dash Three is actually the prequel to Border Dash Border Dash One? Oh, yeah, it's so like all like the origin story. Yeah, you know and- the bit in the game where you have to pick which is the real one. Yeah, you yeah. don't do that. You yeah, just write yeah. the thing. Exactly. They haven't come up with exactly. it yet. Um, this was a very funny, clean, and most enjoyable movie. There is drama, a plot, and it's just full of humor at every <laughs> <A> moment. Plot. <laughs> this bitch settles. <laughs> 90 minutes went very fast. It did. It Th- did. This movie has a complete cast for diversity. Take your kids to this movie without fear. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I live in fear of my children at the cinema. <laughs> Unexpected and very moving moment that teaches life lessons throughout. Let No violence, no sex, no swearing of any kind. Just a great movie. This movie exceeded our expectations. We were expecting some sort of swearing, sexual innuendo, off-color humor, but it was f- it was free of every type of objection. It did have some blind plumbers and their lack of sight was somewhat played upon, but never was it in a negative sense that they couldn't do their job. 10 out of 10. Sorry, I was just thinking about little peanuts. <laughs> Man, Boulder Dash, you're wild. Yeah. Um, this, I, I Why was, are you afraid of your grandkids or I your was, kids? <laughs> I was absolutely obsessed with this review, by the way. This was way better than the upcoming titles coming soon, except Grindhouse, by Mark and Cindy-1. Mark I, and Cindy. I also wrote this down because after reading this review, I was like, i got to know more about this guy. Yeah. So before reading it, I read on their account, they only have two other reviews, which is a very negative review of Brokeback Mountain where every second sentence is, it's not because it's gay that I hate it. It's just Not that there's anything just, wrong with it. It's just bad. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is Derailed, a Clive Owen thriller where he is <laughs> so excited about the fact that there are rappers in it and s- still talks about how mad he is about Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> Those are the other two reviews hey, from Mark and Cindy. how do you know Cindy. this isn't Cindy and not... <laughs> That's true. Why do you think Something it's just Something about Mark? the tone of how it's written. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so the only good movies playing this week are Are We Done Yet? and Grindhouse. The other movies, Firehouse Dog and The Reaping, are dumb ass films. A lot of people think this this movie is a bad film, even though the first one was a success. Firehouse Dog is the most dumbest film ever. It's about some mutt lost or something. And The Reaping? That's equally stupid, but less idiotic than Are We Done Yet? <laughs> Grindhouse and Are We Done Yet? <laughs> Grindhouse and Are We Done Yet will succeed the box office and the reaping might be mildly successful and Firehouse Doug will flop. Morons and idiots, mostly 10 to 12-year-olds. What the fuck? (laughs) Comment on how stupid this movie is. The only... Sorry. We've got one reviewer that's afraid of children and another reviewer that just thinks they're morons. You ever see a kid and you're like, fucking fucking idiot. idiot. All the time. You don't know anything. The only dumbest film out is definitely Firehouse Dog. Let's face it. Y'all comment on Stomp the Yard and it was a success. Also commented on Norbert and was a success, despite Eddie Murphy's Oscar loss. (laughs) (laughs) 
you got to realise that critics and commenters who can't get some don't make box office gold. For example, Flags of Our Fathers was critically acclaimed, but was a box office flop and an Oscar flop. So don't waste money on idiotic films and save your money for movies like Are We Done Yet and Grindhouse. <laughs> Especially Are We Done Yet and Grindhouse. Dan, Dan. <laughs> I just, this man has like 10 chips on his shoulder (laughs) and a love for flop, for Grindhouse and Are We Done Yet? And a hatred of Firehouse Dog and an unrelated hatred of Brokeback Mountain. That was so fucking insane. Mark. Uh, I do have one more. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be as good, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. It's called Very Good Don't Listen to the Haters by Boonader. The, if I had a fucking dollar for every time the subject is don't listen to the haters. Yeah. Um. It's worth mentioning in advance, this is, uh, there is only two full stops, which I'll make clear, uh, and every single, it's one of the ones where every single word is capitalized yeah. as the first letter, so it's like a title. I remember one of my favorite Tumblr posts ever was someone saying, I hate it when people capitalize every word in a sentence, like, and yeah, the, the first letter of the word is capitalized. Yeah. They were like, it makes me want to vomit, and someone <laughs> responded capitalizing every first letter of each word. Enjoy your trip to Pukeland, buddy. <laughs> That's good. That's so stupid. That's a good bit. I often think about Pukeland. So anyway, Are We Done Yet is, a, is very good. It's a kid's movie. It does not a movie that should be on the bottom 100. It should be 5.0 out of 10.0. Go a little more, but not 2.4. That's crazy. <laughs> Ice Cube and Nia Long were very good in this movie. The acting was great. Ice Cube was v- different in this movie. Very wanting to do everything himself way, but that's his role and he did a good job at it. If you do not see this movie, I think take your family or friends out right now and see it. I think everyone will like it. If you're a comedy person, if not, don't see this movie because it's just a movie for kids and fun. Just a history sorry, just a history movie. So see this movie if you you like comedy and that's why i liked are we done yet i hope they make a third are we there yet movie 10 out of 10 oh the poetry <laughs> the flow hey i mean what did you think about <laughs> well i think that mark and cindy were right and kids are morons and <laughs> therefore this film is moronic yeah. i give it no, it's it's a nice film. It's fine. It's I think it's sweet. better than look, we've done a handful of family comedies and I think this is better. This is better than Yogi Bear. This didn't tank my mood. Yeah. It was kind of fun and sweet. Ice Cube is charismatic. Yeah. There wasn't a rape scene. <laughs> Can't believe that's a standard. I thought it was better better than Big Mama's like father like son. Yeah, it was. And like I think that like despite it having no real premise or plot. It didn't matter as much because it was just, you're just kind of happy to be there, you know? It felt like the kind of thing that when I was a kid would be like on the Disney channel and it's more like you just vibe with it for 90 minutes. You vibe, you chill. It's not really a movie so much as something that happens. My problem is that I can't watch it at the cinema with my kids because they scare me. And I can't watch it with my kids because I think they're fucking idiots. Fucking idiots. Um, I'm going to give this film, honestly, tolerance level, 90 minutes, charming, Kind of charismatic actors, a couple of funny bits, good performance from Cox from Scrubs. Yeah. That's like a solid fuck. And it felt like a real movie. It did feel like a real movie. That's this a legit movie. A solid 3.5 out of 10. Re- wow. Yeah. I, I thought it was I thought it was neat. I actually laughed at quite a handful of the jokes. Like 
like the movie is bad, but whoever wrote the jokes is a good comedy writer. Yeah. Because a lot of the jokes are actually like not just accidentally funny, they're well constructed jokes. Yeah. Right? Um, Ice Cube's charming. Nia Long is given nothing to do, and yet she's still charming. John C. McGinley is great if grading in the middle. I don't know. It's fine. I had a good time. I had I had a better time watching it. It's probably the closest thing to a, just a regular movie on this list. Like every other time we've given it like a seven, it's because like this movie is fucking batshit. Yeah. It's reinventing cinema, but by being idiotic. <laughs> this one's just like a movie. It's just, yeah. I don't know why it's so low. Yeah. I think at the very least, bare minimum, it's as good as a good year. Wow. Which is also like charming cast. It's just a vacuous hole. This mm. is a vacuous hole emotionally, but yeah. it's fine. I think maybe even a 5.5. Like, I, I think it's fine. That's I don't huge. know. If my kid was watching it, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'll show you something better. I'd be like, yeah, that looks fine. You know? Wow. But hey, I mean, if you listen to this episode and went, <laughs> that's a giggle. <laughs> that was a little chucky. Where can I find more outside of, of course, next week on the same platform that I'm listening to it on? Well, you could find us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at Rate Descend Pod, or you could find us on TikTok at Rating Descending, or perhaps to join in even further into the circle of funnies, you could email us at ratingdescending at gmail.com. We can even read out your email. I always read the emails, and I generally respond to them too. I love it. Yeah. Or you can find us on our personal accounts. I'm on Instagram under Abigail J. Ward. And you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram under michelle.stclair and... I can't believe I forgot to do this the last couple of weeks. Go follow No Ordinary Love on Instagram and on YouTube, yes. the web series that I'm currently editing on. You'll find it's immaculately edited. Yeah. I mean, I didn't edit any of the social content, but I know who did, and oh, she's great. Yeah. She's really talented. And also, please, pretty, pretty, please, can you um, please give us a review on the oh, please, Apple Podcast Expo if I wherever you get your please, podcast? Please. Please. Hey, baby. It's time for milk. Uh, (laughs) No, not for me. From the fridge. Your mom left it. Okay, who are you? She's working hard nights, so I'm looking after you. (laughs) (laughs) We can't do a bit. We're wrapping up. (laughs) We're wrapping up. (laughs) We're down here. Oh, come on. (laughs) Michelle. Just trying to look after little babies. Stop it. Stop it. No more bits. We're doing it. We're finishing. (laughs) All right. Hey, Abigail, that was Are We Done Yet? (laughs) Uh, what 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 you watching next week? Maybe I'll maybe I'll join along. I gotta look after the baby though. Next week we are watching the Boogeyman. Look, if we're gonna ring in a hundred episodes, why not do it on another on shocking another horror film? Bad two thousands <laughs> horror. Are well, we here? Well, well, yeah, here two we are. Two years. But at least this one, I remember the Boogeyman. Oh, from the when Boogeyman. I was a kid. He's spooky. He's a big spookums. I'm curious to see how spooky he is to adult, presumably sexual beings you know that's usually the thing they're so sexual so they deserve they to be deserve murdered to die, yeah. yeah 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 but they're always it's a classic first. american tale yeah unlike an american tale which is a <laughs> much more classic general tale see fievel mouskowitz is a little Michelle? russian jewish mouse no we're finishing the America. episode it's a story about immigration I want to go home. <laughs> <laughs> and about family <laughs>